Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Rachel. And we are Pelvic Service Announcement. I know, I know we say this every single week, but I'm so excited. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. This is one of my like most favorite things to do is helping moms return to running postpartum yes it's so fun and runners are just a different breed of athletes because I remember them telling us this in school they were like runners are gonna run like no matter so you need to make sure whatever your recommendation is if it's running knee pain with running that your recommendation is not stop running now that's not to say we can't scale it back or whatever but you cannot tell a runner stop doing it because they're they're just not going to no absolutely not and it's the same way for moms who are runners who give birth they come back and they're like I want to run when can I run again so we're going to talk about just some things we do to get our mamas ready to get back to running um some time frames things like that some signs you shouldn't be running all the things, but we're going to talk about getting back to running postpartum. So usually my rule of thumb, and this is different, this isn't a hard and fast rule, but I want them to wait at least 12 weeks. So they're seeing me at week six and then I want to keep, I want to take six more weeks to really work on some other things. That's not to say we're not doing some walking, we're not doing some other things in there, but to really get back to that aggressive running I like to give the body at least 12 weeks and sometimes that's not even long enough but that's kind of just a starting point for me yeah and usually like a low moderate level of exercise in general can usually be started at four to six weeks postpartum Um, but it's just there's a lot of things that just happen down there and so it's important to give everything enough time to heal and kind of start to make that shift back to normal positioning normal functioning things like that Um, again just kind of especially if you had any sort of tearing or Mm -hmm. trauma during that delivery process there's a little bit longer of healing time that is going to be needed that's not to say we're just sitting idle during those 12 weeks we're absolutely absolutely, not oh that's not just like a okay do nothing no we're getting aggressive with other things that'll prepare that body to be back to running but running is high impact even gentle jogging that's a ton of impact on those joints that's a ton of work for every muscle in the body and so we want you to be a hundred percent healed so that when you get back to it you can stay back to it healthy instead of getting back to it too soon and then maybe getting injured or something like that so because there are some risks if you run a little bit too soon you can like I said we're at risk for damaging some of that tissue for maybe increasing some pain some things to also kind of consider or what happened Rachel mentioned tearing did you have a c-section that may change things a little bit what was your exercise like during your pregnancy even before before pregnancy exactly because if you weren't running before or a little bit during your pregnancy maybe let's not start off with oh, a three-mile jog, 12 weeks post, we may want to scale that back. So with that being said, usually moms come see me around six-week mark, just depends, and we'll start with an overall exam, just figure out what's going on in general with the body. 
And then the next six weeks that I'm asking them to wait before we start going back to running, we're correcting anything we found in that exam. So if there's a weakness, if there's an overactivity, we're working on that. Once we've kind of moved through the pelvic floor dysfunction or we've started to address that, maybe they're working on that at home, core strength is huge because you've got to have good core strength for good running mechanics. And that just changes during pregnancy. Core strength is significantly affected because there's so much stress and so much stretch put on those muscles and your center of gravity is all wonky too and so just your walking mechanics change of course your running mechanics are going to just your body mechanics in general are going to be a little bit different yes 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 once we get through that I also love to look at single leg stance and single leg balance because most of my runners we talked about that center of gravity, they're shocked to find out how bad that is after pregnancy. And so working on that, working on strengthening in that way, it's going to work on that core strength. It's going to work on that balance. All of those things are going to set you up great for getting back to running. Mm -hmm. Another question I've got before is, well, can I run if I'm breastfeeding? Absolutely. Like that's not, that, that doesn't have to stop you. You want to be sure like you've got good support. You want to make sure you're feeding yourself. You're increasing your caloric intake because breastfeeding does use, it burns a lot of calories. Running burns a lot of calories. In our weightlifting episode, we talked about, you know, weightlifting doesn't burn as many calories while you're doing it, but then it burns after. Well, running is going to use a lot while you're doing it. And so you want to make sure you are feeding your body. You're getting really, really good nutritional intake especially if you're breastfeeding so and it just might take a little bit more planning as well you know okay I'm gonna go I just fed so breasts are feeling a little bit lighter and that would be a good time to go run um or you know a pre-run feed or pump can definitely help just to reduce some of that pressure and discomfort through the chest and I've I've heard a lot of people being concerned that running is going to decrease their milk supply and as long as you're getting proper nutrients that's actually a myth from everything I could find because I kind of looked into that and as long as you're new you're getting the proper nutrients you're hydrating properly I feel like we talk about hydration every episode but this is another part where hydration is going to be huge 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 because you've already got to hydrate if you're breastfeeding and if you're breastfeeding and running you really 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 have to hydrate So as long as you're doing all those things, it should not decrease your milk supply. So never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also during these six weeks, so you've had your six week, we're spending the next six weeks. We're working towards the 12 week mark. We're starting to get stronger. We've worked on some balance things. Plyometrics, I think are huge. Getting your body. I love plyometrics. (laughs) We want to get that body used to impact again because most of the time that like everything has changed. So we don't want to go from, okay, I did a couple of RDLs in the gym to now I'm running, pounding on pavement for 30 minutes. It's like, no, let's, let's start doing some jumping, some plyometrics. We have a total gym here, which is kind of, 
it allows us to kind of grade some of that exercise, make it a little bit easier so we don't have to just go from no jumping to your total body weight. We can start in kind of a reclined position and start slowly increasing the incline, increasing that impact, seeing what you can tolerate, and then getting it more aggressive with totally upright on our turf in here, impact activities. Plyometrics are fun and you can see, I love getting these runners into these plyometric workouts because they know what comes next. They know that it's like (laughs) getting there and like building and building and building. And it's just, it's really cool. There's a lot that we can manage and adjust in the clinic to still get that impact without being quite as forceful as running. Um, and so it's really cool just to kind of get that get that practice and kind of mimic that environment in the clinic and get these moms moving because they're so excited. They're so ready. The joy. You can just totally see, see the it joy. Yeah. So after we've spent this time working, laying all the groundwork, <clears throat> usually during this time I let my moms walk as much as they want. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. walking is great for your pelvic floor. It's relatively low impact get the baby in the stroller, in the harness, whatever, go for all the walks you you want. The first time they run, for me, I like it to be in the clinic. We have a treadmill here, and this is not a rule. This is just what I do. Um, but we have a treadmill here. I like to get my mom's on there and look at mechanics. So is there any kind of, we've been working on strength. We're at that 12-week mark. Is there anything we missed? Is there anything we need to change? with mechanics? Is there some glute weakness? Am I seeing some lean, some pelvic drop, anything like that? Do they have any problems, pain, leakage with that little bit of running that we do? We start slow. I don't get them on the treadmill and just like okay, take off a dead yeah. spin. No, <laughs> we walk a little bit, we jog, we kind of build that up. And as long as the mechanics look good, then I'll start letting them slowly work on that at home. So I always say, okay, we'll start. And it depends on what they have been doing. But it's like we'll start with you can walk for a minute, jog for 30 seconds, walk for a minute, jog for 30 seconds. See how you handle that. See how you feel the next day. Then we can slowly start increasing it. I, again, this is not a hard and fast rule. I really don't like them to increase by more than 15% a week, especially if I haven't seen them to see how that's going. So that's kind of the rule. I give to people, but again, yeah, and that that goes for a lot too. Is just listen to your body. Nobody knows what you're feeling. Nobody knows what is going on internally. And you know, I think especially this runner population is definitely, you know, definitely have a very tough mindset and mentality of like, well, I don't care how I'm going to feel or you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go run, but especially during this time, it is so, so, so important to listen to what your body is telling you. If you're crazy sore the next day, don't go for another run. And, you know, definitely have had to have those conversations before where it's like, okay, like we can't do too much too soon. Like we've really got to scale and, you know, grade this return to exercise because your body is already trying to heal from having a child and now you're going to start running on top of it. Like it is a lot of stress placed on the body. So and this goes for running. This goes for weightlifting. This goes for any return to exercise, um, especially, especially postpartum is just listen to your body. It will tell you what it needs. It will tell you when it's had too much. You just got to listen. 
And I love the push through it mentality for some things, but this is one of those times don't push through it. Like she said, listen, because you can actually do more damage. Mm -hmm. And so I, I almost try to not scare them, but I really want to lay that educational groundwork and like runners are just different. There's just a different, different. (laughs) there's just a different mindset of like, if it hurts, I'm doing it right. Because you got to be uncomfortable comfortable being uncomfortable and so then they develop this mindset of if it doesn't hurt it's not doing anything if I'm not sore I didn't do enough and that's not necessarily the case so listen to your body give yourself plenty of recovery time because your recovery is going to be slower than it was prior to having a baby most likely because you just had a baby you're still caring for that baby you're most likely producing milk and doing all these other things your body's still healing so give yourself some grace and start slower than you think you need to but if you're in here I'm gonna make sure you're being (laughs) you're being safe so we're watching you we are watching you this I found a really good little example of like what one week of returning to running would look like once you were clear and I really like it it has three weeks total but we'll just start with the one week so day one just do five minutes one minute of running one minute of walking the next day 10 minutes same thing one-to-one ratio and then you work up to I think it's 25 minutes, one running, one walking. And that's your first week and you let your body adjust and then it gets progressively more. But that's a really good example of just kind of keeping that intensity low, giving your body those breaks and slowly building that running base back up and getting it to where you can return to your full, whatever distance you want to run safely. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, one other thing I want to touch on is real quick while we're on the topic is running while pregnant. Mm -hmm. Can you run when you're pregnant? Is it safe for you to run when you're pregnant? Uh, short answer. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Uh, it is perfectly safe for a healthy woman with a healthy pregnancy. Um, this is according to the American college of obstetrics and gynecologists. And like we talked about, it is very, very important for pregnant women to engage in both aerobic and strength and conditioning exercises throughout that. I mean, just in lifestyle in general, but especially during that pregnancy. And so it is totally safe for pregnant women to continue to run. It's even safe for pregnant women to start running as when they get pregnant. Um, Even if you've never run before in your life and you get pregnant and all of a sudden you get the itch to break out, you know, go buy some new running shoes. It is safe. Um, But if you are not a runner, it is just recommended that you get checked out by your OB, midwife, PT, just to get that clearance and make sure that, you know, make sure your body in general is ready to start a running program. Um, what are some benefits of running during pregnancy? This is like the most beautiful list I think I've ever (laughs) seen in my entire life. Um, you have a higher chance of a vaginal delivery, which is most people are, you know, yes, sign me up, lower gestational weights. That baby's going to be a little bit smaller, a reduced chance of gestational diabetes, reduced risk of preeclampsia, reduced chance of preterm labor, reduced chance of C-section, reduced chance of low birth weight, reduced muscle and joint pain, faster postpartum recovery, reduced risk of postpartum depression, and it helps you to maintain a healthy pregnancy weight. Like those all sound beautiful to me. Now I want to go for a run. Like those are fantastic. Um, and there are really not very many complications that would kind of prevent a pregnant woman from exercising or starting a running um, program. 
Um, that might be preeclampsia, anemia, heart or lung conditions, some prenatal vaginal bleeding, placental conditions, um, or even having multiple babies that, you know, whenever we get into multiple, sometimes we have an increased chance of a preterm labor just because those babies are running out of room. Um, and it might just be a little bit uncomfortable just with the size of that belly, um, as it gets closer and closer to that due date. So it is absolutely safe. Yes. Go for it. Start running, keep running while you're pregnant. Um, if you do have any pain or discomfort or leakage, it is recommended that you stop and come see us and we'll help you. Beautifully, beautifully said. I just love all of that. All of those, cause that's like the top things most people are worried about. Like when I have talked to people, that's what I hear and running reduces your risks for all of that, which is crazy, crazy. Awesome. Real quick. I wanted to dive into basically a myth busting little session. There used to be this thought that you needed to keep your heart rate below 120 while you were pregnant. I've never heard that, that before is, in my life. Really? I've never heard that. I I've, I actually had a couple of friends ask me about it when they were, they were like, can oh, I go really? run? I, my heart rate was getting up into the 130s, 140s. Like, is that okay? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because there was, there was some thought that that could be detrimental to fetal I don't know, blood flow development, bad, bad for the baby. This is not true. There's, there's no limit on heart rate for pregnant women. Um, you obviously want to avoid overexertion. So we're not going for runs until we pass out or till we can't breathe or I wouldn't recommend going to run a marathon. No. Now, if you feel great, you do you, but, but we're not, we're not put, this is not the time to be like, how far and fast can I run? How long can I maintain a dead sprint? This is not the time for that. But, hey, I want to go for a mile jog. I want to go for a two-mile jog at an easy it. pace. A hundred percent. And don't don't worry about that heart rate being, you know, 130, 140, 150, whatever it is above that 120. Just, like we said, listen to your body. The beautiful thing about our bodies is if we will pay attention, they'll tell us what we can handle. And so we just got to listen to that. Just got to and find the line between, you know, let's get out there, let's get moving, and let's not overdo it. So if you're concerned about, like, that target heart rate, again, that is a myth. Just we don't want to be running to the point of passing out or overexertion or anything like that. We want to hydrate properly. We want to make sure we're getting good nutrients, and we want to make sure we are safe and we've got the muscle strength, the muscle balance to return to all of that in a safe and efficient manner to avoid problems down the road. Beautiful. Well said. <laughs> All right. Do you have a patient win? Yes, I have a patient. We've been working mainly on incontinence issues. Um, she had a little bit of pelvic pain. And when I, in our first eval, when I was asking her um, just about intimacy and everything like that, she was like, well, I haven't had sex in a while, so I don't really know. But last time it kind of did hurt. And so it's kind of one of those things where like she wasn't, very wasn't currently sexually active at that time um and so it was kind of one of those things where it was like 
okay, does it hurt? Does it not hurt? Don't know. Don't really have a partner. Don't really have anybody that she's seeing. Um, but she came in to see me last week and she's like, closes the door to the tree and she was like, guess what? And I was like, <laughs> what? And she was like, sex doesn't hurt anymore. And so I was like, that's amazing. So it wasn't like the big thing at like the forefront of our treatment. Like I said, her, her main concern was, was her incontinence. Um, but it was just kind of one of those things where it was just like, that's fantastic. Like not something we were quite expecting, but it yeah. was still, still a big win. So that's awesome. That's I yours. love that. I am so excited about mine. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is kind of a long ongoing when I had this patient who I was seeing her during her pregnancy for, she had quite a bit of hip pain, just a lot of pregnancy related discomforts. So we started working through some of that. And during the course of all of this, she told me her goal was to have an unmedicated birth. She wanted to have it all natural, no drugs, no pain meds. So we worked on things for the hip, but then we started working a lot on pelvic floor mobility, breathing exercises, just things to make sure that pelvic floor was ready. She was going to be able to deal with the pain, things like that. Just really, really trying to get her body ready for that. And then she went and she had her baby and I didn't hear from her for, I think, eight, nine weeks. She came back to get her evaluation, just postpartum, see how everything was doing. She's doing fantastic, by the way. And she told me that in preparation for a natural birth, pelvic floor physical therapy was the best thing she has ever Aww. done. And she tells all of her friends about it. That's amazing. Yeah. She Ugh. was like, I don't think I could have done it if I didn't have the breathing techniques yeah. and the relaxation. Relaxation. She was in labor for 16 hours and she did it. She did it completely without medication amazing. and felt prepared and felt ready. And it was her first child too. Aww. So it that just warmed my heart. I mean, it was just such an awesome, That's fantastic. awesome moment. That is fantastic. That is such a good goal. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. That's such a good win. But... Well, that's all we got for you guys yes. today. Your PSA is if you're a runner and you're postpartum, be safe with it. Be safe. Take your time. Listen to your body. Yep. All right. Quick episode this week, which was good. We've been meaning to get some we quicker <laughs> ones. Every time we're like, this is going to be a short episode. And then it's like an hour long. But we, we did good. We kept it quicker. So if you guys have any questions, if you want to hear some things, please write in. Let us know. We did get it couple of suggestions that we're going to look into and hopefully prepare some of those episodes for you guys later. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at pelvic service announcement. Subscribe to the show. Feel free to leave a review and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.